This is Sungjae from Gyeonggi, Korea, and you're listening to Everybody ESL. Welcome to episode 59 of Everybody ESL the podcast for everybody who wants to improve their English, practice their English, or just learn more English. My name is Ben, and I have another good episode for you today. We're going to talk about grammar and vocabulary and small talk and a lot more. You can subscribe to the Everybody ESL podcast at Apple Podcasts, on the Stitcher app, and wherever you find your podcasts. If you like Everybody ESL, leave it a good review so other people can find out about it, too. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for me, please send an email to everybodyesl at gmail.com. Okay, let's get on with this episode. The theme for this episode's vocabulary is vocabulary. I mean, the theme is words about vocabulary, or words about words. The first word on our list is vocabulary. V-O-C-A-B-U-L-A-R-Y. Vocabulary. Vocabulary means the set of words that somebody knows. One thing to remember about this word is that it does not mean word. So we never talk about three vocabularies or some new vocabularies because vocabulary means the whole collection of words that somebody knows or the whole collection of words in a language. Another thing to know about the word vocabulary is that it is often abbreviated as vocab, V-O-C-A-B. The next word is syllable. S-Y-L-L-A-B-L-E. Think of it as a part of the rhythm of a word. For example, the word hippopotamus has five syllables. Hip-po-pa-ta-mis. Hippopotamus. Five syllables. What about the word elevator? Well, elevator has four syllables. E-la-ve-ter. The next word is consonant. C-O-N-S-O-N-A-N-T. A consonant is a kind of sound used in language. A consonant is a sound that is made when parts of your vocal tract, like your lips, your tongue, or your teeth, are brought close enough together to get in the way of the air that is coming from your lungs and moving outside. An example of a consonant would be a T sound, t, 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 that's a consonant, or an S sound, s, that's also a consonant. Now, consonants are different from vowels, and vowel is V-O-W-E-L. A vowel is a sound that is made when Nothing gets in the way of the air as it's moving through your vocal tract. So a sound like ah is a vowel, or e, that's also a vowel sound. 
The next word is rhyme, R-H-Y-M-E. A rhyme is a word that sounds a lot like another word. In fact, two words rhyme if they sound the same once you take away the beginning part of the word. Now, that definition is much more complicated than the whole concept of a rhyme. So here's an example. These two words rhyme, dog and frog. Dog, frog. They sound the same once you take off the beginning parts of the words. Dog, frog. The next word is stress, S-T-R-E-S-S. When we're talking about words, stress means the part of the word that is emphasized. In English, stressed syllables are often louder or longer or pronounced at a higher pitch than unstressed syllables. Now here's an example of stress where we get two different words depending on which syllable has the stress. The first word is desert, D-E-S-E-R-T. Desert, a big dry area like the Sahara Desert. Well, in the word desert, the first syllable is stressed. Desert, desert. Well, what happens if we move the stress and we stress the second syllable? Desert, desert. Well, that's a totally different word. Dessert means the sweet food you eat after a big meal. The next word is synonym, synonym, S-Y-N-O-N-Y-M. A synonym is a word that means something very similar to another word. Here's an example. Little and small. Those are synonyms because they mean the same thing or very close to the same thing. Now, our last word is the opposite of synonym, and that word is antonym. A-N-T-O-N-Y-M. Antonyms are opposites. So little and big are antonyms. Well, that is the end of our vocabulary-related vocabulary. This episode's small talk topic or social situation is something that just happened to a friend of mine, and maybe it has happened to you before also. And if it hasn't, Maybe it will happen to you sometime in the future. Here is the situation. My friend realized that her neighbor had parked his car too close to her car. She couldn't leave. She couldn't drive away. There wasn't enough room. So she needed to ask him to move his car so that she could drive away. What is the best way to do that? Well, probably if you have been in this situation, you probably wish that you could say something like this. Hey, move your stupid car! And while it might feel satisfying to say something like that, that's not something that I recommend. I think it's much better to learn the polite way to ask people for things or to tell people things. So here is the polite way to ask someone to move their car. The first thing to remember, as we have talked about many times in the past, is that often when we speak to a stranger, we start by saying, excuse me, or something similar. The second thing to remember 
about making polite requests is that we often use indirect language. It usually sounds softer. And the third thing to remember is that we often use words like would or could. Those tend to sound more polite and less direct. Okay, so when we put those three things together, we end up with something like this. Excuse me, I think you might be blocking my car. Could you move it soon so that I could leave? Notice those three things are there. We start with excuse me. We use indirect language. I think you might have blocked me in. Well, you don't think that the person might have blocked you in. You know for a fact they did block you in. But we use indirect language to be more polite. Instead of saying, hey, you blocked me in, we soften our language by saying, I think you might have blocked me in. And then we say, could you move so that I can leave? We use could because that often sounds more polite. Excuse me, I think you might have blocked me in. Could you move your car so that I can leave? Thanks. This episode's grammar lesson takes us back to the same topic we talked about in episode 57, and that is the modals must and have to. If you never listened to that episode, you might want to go back and listen to it now so that you will understand more about must and have to. For this episode's lesson, I wanted to talk about something a little bit different. Instead of talking about the meaning of have to, or the ways that it's used, I wanted to talk about the pronunciation. You can't tell by looking at the spelling, but we pronounce have to and has to in a special way. Did you hear it when I said it just then? Have to and has to? First, let's take a step back. Let's think about have and has when they are used as main verbs. For instance, in a sentence like this, I have three cats, but my friend has three dogs. I have three cats, but my friend has three dogs. Okay, let's look at those words have and has when they're used as main verbs. You can hear that have ends in a V sound, have, and has ends in a Z sound, has. Now, we don't spell it with a Z, but we do pronounce it with a Z when it is a main verb, as in, my friend has three dogs. But what happens when have is used as part of that modal have to or has to? What happens is we pronounce those words differently. We pronounce it as have to with an F sound, have to, not have to, have to. Now again, we don't spell it with an F, but we do pronounce it with an F sound. And look what happens to has. When has is a main verb, as in, my friend has three dogs, it has a Z sound, has. But when it's used as part of the modal has to, it has an S sound. So I can say, 
I have to get up early tomorrow, but my friend has to get up even earlier. Now, I don't think this is a really, really important point, but I do think it's interesting to notice. And if you want your speech to sound natural, you will pronounce this modal as have to and has to. And now it's time for the joke of the week. That's right, the joke of the week. A joke that is probably not very funny, but might still show us something interesting about English. And here is this week's joke. What ten-letter word starts with G A S? What ten-letter word starts? With G A S. Do you have any ideas about this? Do you need some time to think, or is it all just too exciting, and you need to hear the answer right away? I will give you the answer now. What ten-letter word starts with G A S? The answer is automobile. Huh? Automobile? Automobile is A U T O M O B I L E. Automobile doesn't start with G A S. Ah, but wait, G A S spells gas, and an automobile starts with gas, right? You need gas to make your automobile or your car go. So, automobile, I guess, is a ten-letter word that starts with gas, kind of. Well, that's the joke of the week. I hope you liked it. I think I did. I'm not sure. Did I? Hmm. Maybe. It's quiz time, and what that means is I'm going to read four sentences, two times each, and I'm going to read them pretty quickly at a normal conversational speed. And it might be a little bit difficult to understand every word. But do your best, and if you want to stop and listen to a sentence more than once, if you want to stop and listen to a sentence many times, that's just fine. But after I have read each sentence twice, I will read them again much more slowly, and I will explain any interesting or confusing vocabulary or grammar. Okay, let's get started with sentence number one, and remember, these will be fast. I'm sorry to bother you, but do you think you could move your truck? I'm sorry to bother you, but do you think you could move your truck? Sentence number two: My friend is in a bad mood because she has to work late again tonight. My friend is in a bad mood because she has to work late again tonight. Sentence number three: How many syllables are in the word submarine? How many syllables are in the word submarine? And sentence number four: We ran out of gas, so we needed to walk all the way across the desert. We ran out of gas, so we needed to walk all the way across the desert. Okay, how was that? Was that too fast? Were you able to keep up and hear and understand all the words? 
Now it's time for me to read the sentences much more slowly so you can see how much you understood. Sentence number one. I'm sorry to bother you, but do you think you could move your truck? I'm, now that's I apostrophe M, short for I am. I'm sorry to bother you, but do you think you could move your truck? Sentence number two. My friend is in a bad mood because she has to work late again tonight. My friend is in a bad mood because she has to work late again tonight. Now, did you hear that? Has to with an S sound instead of has. It's has because it's part of the modal have to or has to. Sentence number three. How many syllables are in the word submarine? How many syllables are in the word submarine? Well, what's the answer? How many syllables are in the word submarine? Do you know? And sentence number four. We ran out of gas. So we need to walk all the way across the desert. We ran out of gas. So we need to walk all the way across the desert. Okay, well, how did you do on this episode's listening quiz? We've reached the end of episode 59 of Everybody ESL. Remember, if you have any questions about English, or comments or suggestions for the podcast, or if you would like to record the introduction for a future episode the same way you heard Sungjae's introduction at the beginning of this episode, send an email to everybodyesl at gmail.com. I'll be back soon with another episode, and until then, keep going, keep practicing, and keep learning. Goodbye. I'll see you soon.